Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Welcome, 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 my darlings. It's time for a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. I am speaking to you right now from, well, it's the last week in this little cabin. I'm sitting in the kitchen right now. It's the day before midsummer, which means I'm really late in recording this podcast. I'm, it, this podcast is out tomorrow and it's, it's, it's Thursday today. It's the day before midsummer. And I'm sitting in the kitchen of this cabin. Dennis is at the grocery store with Leia. And we had a friend that just left. I spent some time at the cabin. I'm looking out at the at the meadow in front of me. I see the lake and these beautiful trees. And the sun is shining. And honestly, in this moment, I am completely all over the place. Honestly, I feel I feel really frazzled. I feel... I feel a little bit stressed out. I feel sad. I'm also grateful. I, there's a lot happening inside of my body, inside of my heart right now. It's been a day. Actually, it's been a week. So I would love to anchor into a place where I feel grounded enough to really share with you from the heart. So let's let's take a moment together, okay? I know we all know that feeling of feeling stretched out into a lot of different places or, you know, that feeling of, and I, I kind of like that saying all over the place, you know, really what we want is that sense of presence in the now, meaning that we're all in one place. And when we feel all over the place, meaning our mind is in a different, you know, million different places, and maybe the body is, doesn't feel connected with the breath. And, you know, usually what we need is, less of figuring out right stuff from the mind and more of just allowing what's here to be in the body so without any intention of having to or wanting to even find peace and clarity although it would be wonderful right now to feel peace and clarity but just with the intention to arrive right here right with the intention to let what is present be 
Let's close our eyes. Mm. You can choose if you want to uncross your legs and ground the soles of the feet to the earth. If that feels good for you, go ahead and do that. You can turn the palms down, keeping the palms in your lap, just making that physical connection to your thighs or to your legs. You can also turn the palms of the hands up so the palms are facing the sky. Just doing any minor, soft, gentle changes or shifts you want to do in your physical body right now to bring yourself a little bit closer to home. And then let's take a long, deep breath in. Inhale. Open the mouth and let go. Let's do that two more times. Long, full breath in through the nose. Open the mouth and release. One more time. Inhale. And exhale. Just letting yourself arrive into this moment. Sensing the body, the way the body is. You can do a little scan. It doesn't have to be from one specific body part to another, but just a little check-in with this physical temple of yours. What's going on inside? How do you feel? Where is your energy present? Where is your energy high? Where is it low? What are you feeling in the body here now? And then take a, another one of those deep breaths in through the nose. And then keeping the breath through the nose, gently exhale. Mm, bring some awareness into the heart space. You can place a hand to the heart if that's helpful. And a little check-in right here. So not with your physical heart, but with your emotional heart. Your heart as the container for everything you feel. Right? This emotional center right at the middle of the chest. How's your heart today? What are you holding? What are you carrying? What are you lugging around? What feels heavy? What feels light? What feels terrible? What feels wonderful? And what's true to you in this moment? Mm, just staying with that a little bit. Knowing you don't have to fix anything. If this is a hard feeling that you're sitting with right now or an uncomfortable feeling that you're sitting with right now, you don't have to change it. Actually, it might be a relief to stop trying to change it. You know, it's one of those things I, I have a little epiphany around, I feel like once a day, <laughs> all the time, that I don't have to change the way I feel. It's a relief when I get reminded of this truth. It's okay to be anxious. It's okay to feel fear. It's okay to feel left out, worried, sad, angry, whatever that uncomfortable feeling is. It's okay. You're allowed to be here having this human experience the way you are right now. There's nothing shameful about it. There's nothing bad about this feeling. Right? You are allowed to feel the way you feel. 
And maybe even this feeling right now is purposeful, right? It's showing us something. It's teaching us something. It's expanding our ability to hold space for what's there, right? Teaching us to listen, to be present, to dwell also in discomfort. So give yourself permission to be everything you are right now. Hmm. And then together, let's take a, another cleansing breath. So full inhale in through the nose. And this time, open the mouth and exhale to let go. Hi. Hmm. If you want to blink your eyes open, you can. If you want to keep them closed, you can. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I have a feeling this is going to be one of those episodes where <laughs> I was going to say, I have a feeling this is going to be one of those episodes where we cry as if like, you know, you're here crying with me and we're sitting at this table together crying as we record this show. I mean, I don't know if you cry when I cry on the show, but feels collective somehow feels, feels like community that we feel similar things as we as I share and as you listen, I don't know, I feel like kinship there. <laughs> but I have a feeling it's going to be one of those shows when I cry, okay? Yeah, I'm feeling all over the place. I still feel all over the place. I'm a little bit confused and I feel worried. Like when I really tune into that space inside of my own heart. Well, first of all, in my body, like I can sense this almost like I have a migraine coming, you know, that feeling like you have a really heavy headache on the way. It's not here yet, but it might arrive. It also might not. Just this kind of heavy front of my forehead, kind of left side of my brain pain coming. That's physically and emotionally. I, yeah, I don't know what I feel. So uh, we have some news. I think a lot of you guys already figured it out, <laughs> but we got the final no from the owners of this property. I, in the last couple of episodes, I've talked about this this wild dream that I've had of, of settling down on this land where we've been for the past few months. This land that I am so unbelievably in love with that I feel so strongly in my heart and my whole being is is where, where I belong. And we got a final no from the owners that they don't want to sell. They're not interested, not at any price. And that is what that is, right? And I knew that this, you know, that chances were it was going to be a no. Like it was a wild, crazy idea that I had. It was a crazy dream. But the strange thing is, and this is why it, it's hard for me to process this no, because it doesn't, still doesn't feel that way in my body, right? Everything feels in alignment on this land. 
right? Everything in terms of like this dream that I've built in my head. And of course I can build a new dream. I can, you know, I'm, I'm a flexible person in more ways than one, but it still feels really aligned, right? I've had more than, more moments than I can count that have, that have felt like really big, massive universal signs that, yeah, I'm on the right path, that this is, that this is the place, you know, the day I sent, I sent the owners like a final, like, okay, I want to really put an offer in, like, let's, let's take this conversation to the next level. Let's, you know, get some clarity around here. It was on summer solstice and I was standing in the garden and I was, you know, praying with the land and just feeling this feeling of like, I'm manifesting. I really am. I'm creating something massive here. And I was like, oh, dear God, you know, give me a sign. And right in that moment, the clouds parted and this one, it felt like one single ray of light shone down on top of my head. Like it felt like the clouds parted and God said hi. You know, one of those like crazy moments as I wished that wish out loud, you know. I've had so many moments like that, which is why, and normally when I have signs, when I feel synchronicity, it always works out that way. I've never in my life had had that feeling or those moments of synchronicity and it hasn't led me to the place I intuitively felt I was going, you know? You know, it's kind of like you're on your way somewhere, you're building something, you have a goal, you have a dream, you have a path and universe keeps bringing you little signs that you're in the right path, you're on the right way, like keep going, keep going. I've never had that happen and then ended up somewhere totally random and different or bad, you know what I mean? And on this property, I've had so many of those moments, like bizarrely many, like this. And even I have one big moment that I actually have on camera that I have been sort of savoring, like I would love to share, but it only makes sense if we end up, if we end up like acquiring the land and staying here. Right. So I was, I was doing a tea ceremony and it's kind of tricky to do with Leia I honestly, I'm really sitting with that because all of my other spiritual practices I can do with her. Like I'm really, it feels like flow being a mother and I have my sadhana with her. I can roll out my mat and practice yoga. She'll come to the mat and she'll climb on me and it's fine. And then she'll leave and do her own thing. And I can meditate when she's like, there's a lot of um, my practices I can do with her. But tea, for some reason, I really want to be alone. I really want my space. I... Yeah, it's just hard. I haven't figured out yet how to align motherhood with tea. Tea feels somehow it's it's like it's 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 just for me. I don't know. I want to be alone. And so I haven't had been in as much. I haven't been sitting in ceremony with tea on the land as much as I would have liked because it's just it hasn't felt yeah, it hasn't been in alignment. And then I was in ceremony. This was like 2 weeks ago. And I set up this, you know, I really planned it. And I set up this huge sheet in the, in the grass. I brought out all the paint. We have this huge, like this, we have a lot of, we have an insane amount of arts and we call it arts and crap instead of arts and crafts, but arts and crafts supplies. I brought out all the supplies, all the paint and the watercolors and the finger paints and, and like beads. And, you know, we have all this stuff and I really set up like a whole station for her. Right, so that she could keep herself really busy next to me while I set up my tea table to sit in, you know, and be with tea. <laughs> and I really planned it out and I set everything up and I had this like beautiful vision in my head of like, I'm going to get a whole hour of peace here. I really am. And she's, she's going to be busy with her arts and crafts and we're outside and there's so much to do here. And then nothing worked, right? Nothing worked out. The moment I sat down 
And then everything just, everything just didn't, it just didn't work out. I don't know. The moment I sat down, she immediately, you know, gets more absorbed, which happens a lot. I guess that's why it's hard. She gets more interested in the tea and in what I'm doing. And she wants to be on my lap and she wants to rearrange my, my shashi. She wants to rearrange my tea table. She wants to do all these things which for some reason I have a hard time, I have a hard time with. Yeah, there's something about tea and it being my space. And, uh, and I really want the silence of that. And then she knocked something over and it fell and it broke. And then I got annoyed and I had to go in and fix it. And then immediately, and then she, she, she knocked over her, like the water with the paint all over the sheets, right? So it was full of paint and then she has paint. It was like immediately, first five minutes, it's chaos, right? Everything is full of paint. Everything is wet. This is broken. This thing, she's complaining about something. And I had to like immediately leave my ceremony and go inside and fix this stuff and do the mom stuff, right? Which is what motherhood is. But I had all of these expectations set up to be with tea. And part of that was I had the intention of, I really want to be with tea here so I can commune with the land. And I want tea to tell me, is this the land for us? Is this where we are supposed to end up? Is this where we will build a home? You know, and for me, sitting with tea is sitting with nature. So it's the best form of communication that I know when it comes to wanting to talk to Mother Earth is I sit with tea. And then this day, you know, it just didn't work out, right? So, and instead of just going with a flow of, okay, this is what it is, be in the moment, you know, every time you sit down in ceremony, what happens is perfect. Like it is what's supposed to be, but I couldn't. I was so frustrated. I was annoyed. I'd been, you know, solo momming it for like two months. I'm missing Dennis. And I just felt like, oh my God, can I just catch a break for five minutes, you know? And I go inside and I figure everything out and then I go back out and then I sit down again and I'm like returning to the ceremony. But at this moment, I am so frustrated, right? I, I just, I start crying. I just start crying, which of course was part of the perfection of everything, right? If it wasn't for all of this and all the annoying stuff and everything I was feeling, I wouldn't have started crying. So I start crying. And the moment I start crying, the whole energy of my, my moment, my practice changed, right? Leia comes up and she's wiping my tears and she's sitting next to me. Suddenly she got really quiet and she sits next to me and I'm just crying, drinking my tea. And she goes, I love you, mama. And I'm like, I love you, Leia. And we're having this moment, right? And then she wanders off. And I'm just sitting there crying. Like, crying, is this meant for us? Like, what are we going to do with our lives? Where are we going to live? This big question of, we don't really have a home. We don't really have a country. We don't really know where we're supposed to be. And she wanders off. And I'm just like holding the tea. And I look up at the sky. And I ask out loud, like, where are we going to live? Like, where are we going to live? Give me a sign. Like T, Mother Earth, Universe, give me some sort of sign. Where are we going to live? And as I say those words, Leia comes back and she goes up to the tea table and she puts something down on the table and she says, here you go, mama. And I look at it and it's a little piece of wood where the name of the property is written. <laughs> So as I ask the question, where are we supposed to live? She brings over the sign, a literal wooden sign with the name of this land. And she puts it down on my sacred altar. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was again, you know, like that moment, like clouds parting, like, like God speaking to me. I go, where are we going to live? And she, boom, plants a literal sign with the name of the land written on it. Like that, it's here, right there. 
And it was one of those moments where like, I just, I, I went from crying to like almost like hysterically laughing at the synchronicity and perfection and beauty of everything. And it turned out to be one of the most perfect and amazing ceremonies of my life, right? And I've had so many of those moments and every moment points back to this land, right? So there has been this part of me that even though I started feeling in my mind, actually, I don't know if the owners want to sell, like actually, not that they were leading me on, but maybe I read more into not receiving a no than I should have. Like my mind started logically telling me these things. Dennis was saying, hey, like keep your expectations low. Like he met them. He's like, I don't know. You know, this feels really like a like it could go either way. It's really hard to know, but please, like, I don't want you to get totally heartbroken. If it's a no, you know, manage your expectations. And I felt the whole time. Yeah. Even though logically and in my mind, like it, it feels like it should be a no in my heart. It feels like a yes. And in all these signs and all of these moments I've had, it feels like a yes. Right. And then last night, which was the day before we met them to really talk specifics, which was this morning, Last night, I go out onto the dock and I brought my my deck of cards and I haven't, it was a while ago since I did a, a card reading here. And I pull these, I pull these crazy cards that basically say, this is it. You're at the right place. This is the place. It says patience was one of the cards I got, which was, you know, take a breath. Like maybe it's not now, now, now. I don't know. I keep getting these moments, right? And then this mo- morning when we met them, a part of me was like, oh, I have already accepted that it is a no. Like, I know they're saying no now. I'm not even going to cry about it. I'm not even going to be upset. Like, they just said, you know what? It's going to be, a, it's a hard no. You know, who knows in 10 years or something, but it's a hard, that's a hard no. It's not, it's not happening, you know, at all. And it would be disrespectful of me to, to push, right? It's, it's fully a no. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. So I know this idea that I've had in my head of staying here. It's not going to happen. I know. It means that we are kind of back on square one in terms of trying to figure out where we're going to live. We have no other leads. We have no, like nothing pointing us in any direction. I know I don't want to live in Aruba. Like I know that. But Aruba is also the one place Leia has school where she actually has a spot in school, right? But we also don't have a place to live in Aruba this year. Like our house is rented for the rest of the year. We don't have a place to live in Aruba, but it's where she has school, right? We could figure out a rental somewhere else here, but then we would be in a place where I don't know if we want to live and it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not an alignment, right? I have no sense of alignment anywhere else but this place. And this place is a no. So I guess that feeling of being frazzled or all over the place is I feel completely without 
a sense of direction right now, which is really rare for me. And I don't, it's not like I feel like the universe tricked me or I was aligned with a certain kind of energy, but then it wasn't true, right? And I was, I'm also sensing maybe all of this alignment and all of these signs, maybe it's in terms of where I am in life and it's not about this specific land, right? Maybe it's about Sweden. Maybe it's about, you know, everything that's happening now is unfolding the way it's supposed to. And that's why I feel so much synchronicity because there's going to be a door that opens tomorrow, next week, next month, that will lead us to the place that we will eventually call home. Like, of course, there's that possibility too. But a part of me just feels like, yeah, it's, it feels really strange that in seven days, six days, in six days, we pack up and we leave this place and we're not going to ever return. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what? Ah, I don't, I, yeah. And maybe I'm recording this podcast too soon, right? Like I haven't had the space. This was this morning. It's 2 p.m. right now. This We met them a couple hours ago. Maybe it's just I haven't processed that, you know, it's going to take me more than a couple of hours to actually process and, and tap into actual grief and, and say goodbye to this land. I don't know. <sighs> but that's where I am right now. Okay, that's the update about... <laughs> about the space I don't know and I mean and then I, I get objective about it and it's like what kind of a crazy person like books an Airbnb for a little while and then goes oh my god I'm gonna live here <laughs> you know and then somehow convinces herself that that's actually gonna happen and that's that's gonna be easy and it's gonna be in flow and it's it's unrealistic it's crazy and then again I'm kind of used to <laughs> I'm kind of used to making things happen, even though they are unrealistic and crazy. Most of the big dreams I've, I've fulfilled in my life have been really unrealistic. I mean, they really have. <laughs> like, they've been things that where everybody told me, no, that's not going to happen. No, that's not going to happen. No, that's not possible. So I think I just have to sit with, sit with the synchronicity of this a little while longer and, and trust, I guess. The question is, how long can you remain in just trust without actually figuring logistics out in your life? You know, there's a limit to that as well. It's end of June, right? It's almost July right now. Leia's school starts in August. Like we have to eventually figure out where we're going to be, right? I can't just, I can't just dwell in this not knowing infinitely and, and forever. Something I've been thinking about or sitting with in a really big way is maybe the point of ending up here on this land was this sort of initiation to Sweden. Like it was, I was meant to end up exactly in this place, in this moment in time, because this was the one place that could reignite my love for my home country. So maybe, you know, in a couple of years, I'll look back at this time and and see that everything, I mean, even, you know, the toxic mold and even getting canceled in Aruba a year ago. And even years before that, I've had this feeling of yearning for Sweden, you know, like cold water and forest. Like I've had that dream for so long and this idea of, oh, we'll have a little summer house in the country somewhere in Sweden. And and then I was canceled in Aruba and that whole shit show, which of course sparked this massive feeling of, okay, well, I don't feel like I belong there anymore. And then the toxic mold literally edging us out of our home, you know, 
And we end up here at this property for all these months, which brought so much healing. I mean, so much healing. I really can look back at my time here and say that I healed here. I found healing here emotionally, physically, energetically, like in my soul. I feel the peace this place brought. And maybe it wasn't about this land being where we're supposed to end up in terms of the boundaries of this specific property, but maybe it's this land of my homeland. Okay, I got a little goosebumpy when I said that. <laughs> I could cry a little bit as I say that because that brings me also this feeling of hope in a sense or this feeling of, of, of belonging that I keep saying the land, like I belong on this land. What if I'm not talking about this property? What if when I say that my higher self is talking about my homeland, like this land, this country where I was born, where my ancestors were born, where my whole lineage, like they were all from this place. I'm not just talking like around all of Sweden, but like this general specific area. Like maybe I'm not talking about this property. Maybe I'm, I'm speaking about Sweden, you know, and this specific place was this initiation to fall in love again, to feel safe here again, to feel at home here again, which I haven't done in a really long time. And when the owners of this place told us no this morning, you know, I, I could really say and answer them, you know, super confidently that I feel so grateful for the time we've spent here. And I, I had a feeling it was going to be a no, like I, my realistic mind was telling me it's probably a no. And I understand, of course. And, you know, like selling a place like this, it's a huge life decision. It's not something you do on a whim. And that this place reignited my love for Sweden. Like I've fallen in love in Sweden again, thanks to this place. And I'm so grateful for that. I will always be really grateful for that. So maybe the point wasn't that we're supposed to stay right here for the rest of our lives, but maybe that we're supposed to stay right here as in Sweden. And I really love the idea of that because it also opens up this potential for, okay, well, we have a home out there, like it's out there. It's waiting for us. The land that's actually the land, you know, where I will start my garden, <laughs> like where Dennis will have his little bike barn, where Leah will go to school and bring friends home, like where we will actually live and create the next phase of our lives. It's out there. And maybe it's even better. I mean, that's something I haven't really entertained. It's it's kind of, it's easy when you get really stuck on a dream of, okay, well, this is what I want, this specific thing. You know, we narrow it down to exactly the way we think it's supposed to look like and feel like and be like. And maybe we we lose the potential for, well, what if it's better, right? What, what if there is something even greater, even more grand, even more in alignment than this? I mean, the, the potential is there, right? It's not an impossibility, but it's hard and it's hard to dwell in the not knowing of things that I know. 
Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. In other news that are in complete alignment <laughs> with all of life is that midsummer is happening right now, which is, you know, if you don't know much about midsummer, midsummer is it's this biggest celebration that we have of the year, I'd say here in Sweden. It's very Swedish. Like it's it's kind of hard to explain midsummer to people who haven't who haven't experienced a Swedish midsummer, but among many things and among also a lot of partying like for a lot of people midsummer is just this massive party but there's a lot of dancing outdoors usually we race this giant midsummer pole that you spend the day decorating with leaves and flowers and things and then you raise the midsummer pole which of course is this old pagan symbol for fertility it's basically a giant phallic shape that we raise in the garden right and then you dance around the midsummer pole and you celebrate and we have there are so many beautiful rituals like we pick flowers in the evening to place under your pillow and you eat really specific beautiful foods and you you celebrate light right you celebrate the it's supposed to be like the peak of summer right because after summer solstice every day it gets a little bit darker but we're so far up north here that midsummer feels always, I mean, here it's like the beginning of summer. It's like, okay, it's really summer now. It's midsummer. Let's go. And I, I'm really excited. I get to, I'm hosting my first ever alone midsummer party. And I don't know if I can call it a party because there's like six of us maybe total here. And one of those six is a four-year-old. But it's a it feels like a beautiful ending to our stay here in the cabin that we get to invite some friends over and make a really kick-ass vegan midsummer feast and drink some wine and dance and forage for things and pick flowers and play. That's really what I'm looking forward to this weekend is to just play. I have this sense of, like my friend was asking me like, hey, do you need to grieve? Do you need to do you need time to let go of this land? Because it's also this whole last week, it's like saying goodbye to this place. And who knows, maybe in maybe in 10 years, you'll be back here. You know, maybe something, you like, you never know. But we won't be back here for now, right? So like, do you need time and space to just, to say goodbye to this idea of this dream? And when I was thinking about that, yeah, I mean, for sure, for sure. I'm one of those people that I'm really good at. If there's something I'm trying to create or manifest and it doesn't work out, I immediately go to the next thing and I go, okay, well, that's fine. Let me find a new dream, right? I'll figure out a new dream right away. Let me go online and look at in all the realtor pages and like try to find another piece of land or let me like dream up something else or let me focus on all the reasons why this place actually isn't so great. You know, like my mind can take me there 
into that, well, there's a lot of mosquitoes here. That really sucks, right? And it's really far away from everything. That also really sucks. And we didn't find any great schools here. Like I can like make a list in my head of all the reasons why, like maybe we're dodging a bullet, right? With this land, but that's not really true, right? That's my, my brain trying to save me from disappointment. What I really feel is this, is this sense of, uh, this is little heartbreak, right? And I can almost feel, is it like, should I be ashamed saying that, that I feel a little heartbreak over a dream that was really unrealistic anyway, that I was kind of crazy to have anyway. But I kind of like that about myself. I like that I can wildly, fully go for something that I, I don't hold back in my longing, right? I can speak a longing out loud and really embody it with my whole heart, with my whole being and say, this is, this is it, this is what I want. And part of that growth, I think, and part of that learning is also practicing disappointment, right? How do we manage? What's the practice when we encounter disappointment, when things don't go our way, when we don't get what we want, when something falls apart, when something falls away, when someone leaves us, when we experience betrayal, when, you know, when things don't work out, how do we continue that same sacred practice that we were so tapped into for the manifestation part of the process. And this is a big thing, I feel. Well, especially in, you know, spiritual communities, we talk so much about manifestation and making our dreams happen and creating abundance and all of this stuff. And then when things don't work out, right? Or maybe life throws you a really shitty curveball or we set ourselves up for something and then all we get is is a no like we get that disappointment what then do we immediately hop over into the next dream into the next thing to manifest into the next layer of creativity or prayer or meditation you know and there's something to be said for that for that grieving you know to not minimize the heartbreak to allow ourselves to hold as much space as we did for the dream, also for the disappointment of, man, I really wanted this and it's not happening. And that hurts, right? Like there's a part of that emotional investment into whatever dream it was that didn't work out. And everything that connects to that, which could be, oh, well, I'm a failure. I could have worked harder. Maybe it would have worked out. Or if I was stronger, if I was smarter, in this case, since, you know, this whole thing was, a lot of it was out of my control, right? You can't make someone want to sell a property if, if they don't want to. I don't feel those things. But I think for a lot of people, when we encounter disappointment of any kind, we tend to put a lot of judgment on that, right? How could I have avoided disappointment? How could I have curated and controlled the situation to make sure I didn't end up in this place where I feel disappointed and sad? And part of the whole journey, right? A massive part of the whole journey is to allow ourselves to be with that feeling of discomfort just as much as we can be with that feeling of of the dream, right? And also to trust that maybe the next thing that's going to unfold, you know, yeah, maybe it's going to be better. Maybe, you know, life takes you where you're supposed to go, right? But sometimes life takes you places you don't want to be, you know, it's a dangerous thing. And I used to say this all the time. This was like my mantra for life. Life will bring you where you're supposed to go, which on this very objective, completely zoomed out oneness layer of spiritual thinking. Yes, is true, right? But when you get into the micro of actual real human life, 
right? What if the place you've ended up is in an abusive relationship and you're being harmed every day? Is that where life was supposed to take you? Like you ended up there because you're supposed to be there. So stay. No, you know, that kind of thinking when we end up in really horrible, bad places or you lose somebody, you experience unbelievable grief and heartache. What if you live in a country that's completely war torn and it's not safe? You know, there's a ton of situations where I don't think we are supposed to be right That it wasn't like, oh, well, this is my journey. Like life took me here. So let me just accept and embrace that I'm here right now. Fuck no. Life takes us where we're supposed to be. And sometimes life takes us really shitty places that we need to get the fuck out of. Right. And adding that layer of, oh, I should accept this. That's bad. Now, of course, I'm talking about real big heartache, trauma and big things. Doesn't apply to my scenario in any way. But it's important that we keep that layer of humanity when we dream, right? When we create and curate this life that not everything is in our control. Not everything works out for the best all the time. Maybe in the grand scheme of things, if we look at our whole lives in the end, we'll feel that way. But if we don't feel that way now, it's not our fault that we ended up where we ended up a lot of the time, right? And we also, in many ways, have the ability to ask for help and can say, hey, I don't want to I don't want to be in this space anymore. I don't have to accept everything that life brings my way. And what is it about this spiritual practice then if it doesn't have space for despair, if it doesn't have space for disappointment, if it doesn't have space for sadness and frustration, you know, that's not the kind of practice I want to have. I don't want that good vibes only, you know, the social media spirituality of positive vibes only, good vibes only, like love and light to everybody. Life takes you where you're supposed to go. Everything is great. Just breathe. Like that toxic positivity isn't good for anybody. And I want to anchor deeply into a spiritual practice that allows for disappointment, that allows for making mistakes, that allows for us fucking up, that allows for us being able to admit that, okay, things didn't work out for me this time. Okay, let me hold that heartache before I jump into the next thing to manifest or the next dream or everything is great and wonderful because it doesn't always feel that way, right? And we can apply this to whatever scenario life has thrown us right now. And it's funny though, <laughs> because I say this as someone who used to really prescribe to this to this, not the good vibes only, because I I never felt that way about my life, but to the life takes you where you're supposed to go, right? Like a couple months ago when I was sick, thinking I was going to die, vomiting up phlegm every morning, feeling like I had poisoned my child, thinking that Leia was going to get cancer from having exposed her to toxic mold, like that, the trauma of that, you know, If someone would have told me, life takes you where you're supposed to go, I would have slapped them in the face, right? I did not want to be there at all. And it felt cruel and it felt awful and it felt destabilizing and sad, right? And then now, right, it's been months, I can can kind of say, well, life did, in this this scenario, did take me where I was supposed to go because I ended up someplace that feels like I belong right? Through that heartache, I ended up in a place that feels like home. And would I have ended up back in Sweden if it wasn't for that pain that happened then? I don't know, probably not. So it's like, we work with both sides of this coin, right? We take the blessings when they come. 
We appreciate the blessings when they come. We sit in gratitude for the blessings when they come. And we also hold the heartache when it's here, right? We also give ourselves space to be with the pain without having to make it better right away, without having to jump into the next thing to be grateful for. When gratitude isn't there, then fuck gratitude, right? When sadness is there, we let ourselves be with the sadness. And that for me really is that's what the spiritual practice is about. It's about allowing ourselves to be human, not this idea of one day becoming enlightened and then we're done, right? But embracing our humanity and everything that's a part of that. And I think the next stage of this, <laughs> I, keep, I keep returning to, like I have no choice but to dwell in the unknown right now. I don't know where we're going to end up. I don't know where Leia's going to go to school. I don't know where we're going to live. I don't know if we're going to be happy. That's a big thing. You know, also that feeling like wherever we end up, it's going to be okay. I don't feel that way. We might make a terrible decision and it's not going to be good. And we might not like the next phase of our lives. Right. And at the end of the day, are we safe? Yeah. You know, are we together? Yeah. You know, do I, do I feel at home in my body? Like, are we healthy? Yeah. Are we blessed? Are we privileged? Yes. And yes, you know, there's so much to be grateful for all throughout. And I think it's okay to hold the gratitude with the uncertainty, with the heartache all at the same time. Right. I'm fucking grateful. <laughs> I'm sad. And I don't know anything <laughs> all at the same time, all at the same time. I am clueless and grateful and heartbroken. Okay. Clueless, grateful, and heartbroken. I should write a book and that will be the title of the book. Clueless, grateful, and heartbroken. That kind of, kind of sums up 2021 for me so far. <laughs> and we're only halfway through the year, right? What a, what a wild ride. So I would love to leave you with just a little practice or a little something to contemplate, you know, where in your life did you skip over heartbreak because it was a little too much to bear? Or when, in what dream did you jump over the disappointment or skip the disappointment or try to smooth over the disappointment that was actually there? to focus on the next part of that creation, right? Where in your life are you keeping yourself from feeling the full extent of being human? And the next time you encounter sadness, frustration, grief, something not working out, not going your way, can you give yourself enough space to also hold those things? And that being human, you know, it's all of these things at once. It's not one or the other. It's all of it. So we dream the dream. I feel like that was like a couple of podcasts ago. I was sitting here so inspired with this dream that felt wild and encouraging you to dream your dream, even if, even if it's crazy. And then in this show, it's like, feel the disappointment if the disappointment is there or when it comes, right? Hold yourself and be kind to yourself and love yourself also in that. <laughs> this podcast is called uh, From the Heart for a Reason. Right. I love you. I see you. And thank you for listening. The Yoga Girl podcast will be back next week. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this week's episode. And of course, as always, a big thanks to my sponsors. Make sure you support them the way they support this show. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio. If you enjoyed this episode, please listen, rate, and review and follow all the episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you normally get your podcasts. I'll see you next week.